Jeremiah chapter 29, 11. Are you guys with me tonight? Amen. I'm going to read that. Let's just pick up at verse, uh, verse 11. It says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts, hmm, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart, I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather from you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. Father, I thank you tonight for the word. And Father, I pray that, Lord, even, even just uh, you know, these, these precious moments that we have with you. Father, you know, Lord, even tonight, I, I pray for the anointing to come upon me, Lord, even tonight. Lord, as I preach, teach your word tonight, Father, that, that Lord, that, you know, give us, give us eyes to see everything that we need to see in your word, Father, even out of this scripture. Father, let it, let it capture our hearts tonight, Lord, that, we, that, you, that you have a marvelous plan for us. And Father, I pray, Lord, give us a heart to receive, a heart to receive your word, that, Lord, anything that's, you know, that, that might be hard tonight, Father, I pray, soften it. In Jesus' mighty name. And Father, I pray, Lord, give us ears to hear. Lord, I know that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, Lord, faith, let faith be stirred up tonight in the, in the ears of our people. So, Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, it's a. Uh, I begin to pray, and I, you know, it's maybe out of uh, uh, the Re- Revelation class on Monday night, I begin to think about the spirit of Revelation. And uh, I've meditated on that for, uh, for uh, you know, I, I don't know, ever since that night. I was just sitting there, and I just began to think. And I began to think about the spirit of revelation. Um, and, um, you know, and it brought me to this place where, where I was studying. And I thought, well, you know, I've kind of preached around some of this stuff before. But, um, but I felt like the Lord was just, he, he was stirring something in me to bring a message tonight to the people. That, you know, our... our, our God, God is a revelator. He, he wants people to, to, to understand his nature. He, he, God, God, God is so loving. He's, he's, he's so real. He's so genuine. And he, he desires for each and every one of us to know him. And, uh, and a lot of times we, and I, and I know that might seem small because it's like we can get so Christianized and we can get so conditioned as, as, as a, well, I'm a Christian. But then it's like we, we, can, we can get so, um, I, I, don't know, I don't know the right word, we can get so, maybe religious. We can get so religious that, that, we, that we fail sometimes to see how easy, how easy it is to move into relationship with Jesus. And, and so it's like we've got we've to cast off those restraints that block, that block us from receiving everything he has. And, I, you know, I begin to think about this. You know, I, you know I, I met a young man today, and it was so fascinating because I begin to, you know, as I begin to think about, meditate on what I was going to teach tonight or preach tonight, I never know what direction it's completely going to go. But I met, a, I met a young man today. He's 29 years old, very successful. In, in, in the business realm, and, um, and, I, and I just, you, you know, and I, I was just like, I, I looked at this young man, and I was like, you know, I just listened to him talk, he was, he was, he was very professional, uh, you know, you know, just very professional, and I was like, I said, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you, you know, he, he's running a business, running a multi-million dollar business, and, and I, I said, you know, because he, he looked young, I'm like, you're younger than me, and he was like, well, I'm 29, I said, 29 years old. I said, that, that's phenomenal. I said, if you don't mind me asking, I, I said, when did, you start, when did you start work and everything? And so it developed into a conversation. He said, you know, when I was 19, I went, I went to the oil industry. And he said, man, I, I just, I like the work. And he said, you know, right out of high school, I was learning this stuff and went to, did, did some schooling and stuff. And he said, you know, it was interesting. They brought a, they brought a, a turbine engine in Washington, PA, and it was the first one they'd ever brought to the area where they were going to be using it to, to do something with gas. And he, and he was like, that's a jet engine. And he was like, I wanted to be on that project. I, because, you know, to think about being able to be around a jet engine and how, how powerful that is. And, and so I, I just listened to him talk, and it was like, this young man, he, he had determined in his heart 
that I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pursue and I'm going to have purpose. And, uh, and it led me to, to think, and this is where I'm going to go tonight because I preached on this topic uh, a few different times. It's been a while. But you have to understand that, that God wants you to be successful as a Christian. Okay? You, God truly wants you to have success as a Christian. And, and I'm going to tell you tonight, for a lot of people, that can be a real revelation because a lot of times what happens is people will hold themselves in contempt. Well, you know, I serve Jesus and I'm always going to have problems. I, we all know people that, you know, well, you know, it's just, it's just tough out there. I'm a, I'm a, I believe in God, but you know, but you know, but you know. But I, I believe that there's something that can come on the people of God. There's something that can, can stir up in a person's spirit that says, no, I, I, I'm going to do things God's way, and I, I'm going to choose to be a, a successful Christian and a believer. Amen? So that's kind of the direction I'm going tonight. You know, if I were to, you know, even come in here, it's, it's funny because if you, if you ask, the truth is, if you ask somebody, you know, um, if you ask somebody, you know, do you want to be successful? Most people are going to say yes. And most people are going to have a, a thought or a plan that, that's gonna, that they're going to say, well, you know, this is what I'm doing to be successful. Most people can, can answer that question for the, for the most 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 part, you know, some people, you know, most some people measure success. Well, what's success? Well, world peace is success. Finding a good job is success. I, I want to go deeper tonight, though. Okay, I want to show you that material things aren't just what defines success in a believer's life. Because see, I believe there's a place that we can go to where we understand God, and our measure of success can be can be looked upon by what the Word of God says, not what the world says. Because, see, we have this tendency in America and in our culture to measure success by our possessions, by the things that we own. What do you drive? I drive a Cadillac Escalade. Well, you must have a lot of money. You're probably broken a $900 car payment, you know. But, but see, th this is the mindset in our culture that we think, we think possessions define success. Now, it, and I want you to grab a hold of this because Jesus will teach us some things out of the Scriptures. And... Um, I remember many years ago, um, I, I just, I don't know, there's something in me that I, that, that I, I have a drive, that I, that I, I choose. And I'm going to tell you that, you know, I, you can choose in your life whether or not you want to be successful or not. I mean, there, there are people that are non-Christians that choose to be successful. So you can make a choice but I want to come from a Christian standpoint tonight because I'm tired of watching God's people be back here when they're supposed to be in the front. Amen? I'm tired of watching God's people, you know, back here begging when God's called them to be in front. Amen? If the wealth of the wicked stored up for the righteous, then there's got to be a transfer somewhere. And that transfer has to begin in the mind. There has to be the spirit of revelation to be able to sink in a person's mind and say, I, I can do this. I can do this. Amen. I can do and I can operate where God wants me to operate. Amen. You guys with me tonight? Because this is where we're headed. Amen. You know, as I was sitting, I remember when I was about 23. It's before I met Miranda, you know. You know, every, you know, everything shifted when I met my wife. Praise Jesus. Praise God. You're right, Brother David. <laughs> I remember uh, I, I was sitting with um, I was sitting with a group of uh, uh, co-workers and I, I was a social worker at the time and um, and I, I remember having a lunch meeting with some executive people and different things and I was sitting around the table and I'm sitting with masters level people and sitting with these people and I'm just kind of mind my own business eating Mexican food me and my buddy and and everybody started talking about things like well you know man I wish I had this and I wish I had that well if I hit the lottery you know. So, you know, everybody, every, everybody's, every, every poor person's dreams to hit the lottery. So I don't mean that to sound wrong. It's just, you know, lottery is, is a tax on the poor. But anyway, that's a whole other subject for another day. And, um, and as, as I was sitting around the table, you know, everybody was talking about things. And my friend, I was just minding my own business, eating my, I was uh, at Don Emilio's in Parkersburg, that little Mexican restaurant. I was sitting down there, and I'll never, never forget this because it stuck with me. He just said, you know, everybody was talking about things that they wanted to go on vacation. He's like, I just want to make my car payment this month. And you're thinking, what's this have to do with success? Well, I looked at him and said, as I was sitting with all these people, I said, how much do you need? 
He's like, I need $189. This is when cars were cheaper, believe it or not. You don't have to go out and pay $85,000 for a car. I mean, he bought like a Chevy Cavalier. It was like, you know, $12,000. I mean, you could, you could actually get a good car 20 years ago. You guys don't, you younger people don't know about cars as much. So, and he said, I need $189. And I, I, I remember writing him out a check and said, here, here's $189 to make your car payment. And, you know, everybody around the table was, you know, well, that's really nice of you. You know, they, you know, they never offered to make the car payment for him. But, but I said, here's $189. You know, go make your car payment, bro. I said, if that's what's going to make you happy, if that's what's going to bring peace to your life, $189, I want to help be a part of that. And uh, at that point, I, I remembered. I'm, I, I, it, it sticks in my mind and it sticks in my head. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be in a place where I lack. I'm not going to be in a place where I, I, $189 is going to define my purpose or define where I'm going. So you, I'm going to tell you tonight, there's got to be moments in your life where you're like, I'm not going to be defined by, I'm not going to be defined by, by, by this. You know, it, it's such an interesting thing. I, I just, <laughs> there, there are certain points in my life that have been marked. I mean, you know, when we went into the missions field, just that the Lord quickened me around this, as we went into the missions field, you know, I, I'll, I'll never forget the, that moment. It was like, you know, God was asking something. He says, will you, will you go? And it was a, it was a simple yes or no. And, and I believe at that point, when the Lord had already revealed to Miranda, Miranda knew, I can't make this decision on my own to, to go. We have to be in agreement. And, uh, and, and, and we knew that. And, and I remember at the point that the Lord had asked me about that and, and revealed to me that you, you're able to do this it was like my mind just went completely in line with the direction of the Holy Spirit. And it's like, I'm going to step. I don't know how to figure it out. I don't know how to, I don't know how, I, I, I don't, I, I'm going to do, and I'm going to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit's asking me to do. Now, what I realized, even at that point, God had been preparing us. He had prepared us over about a three-year period, A, to get out of debt, to save, to do all these things that, that we, we just, you can, I can go back and look at the steps now. But I, but I realized something even at that point. God wants his children to be successful in everything they do, everything that they're purposed in, everything they're called into. I don't care if you're at whatever job or wherever you're at right now, God wants you to be as successful as you can be in that location. Amen. You know, I, I'll say this because even as a social worker, I, I remember that, you know, I spent about eight years of my life, and um, I was telling Krista the other day, it was the greatest time of my life. I love the work. But from a, but from a, a, a viewpoint of, of, uh, of high, how high I could go, I'd reached the pinnacle. I'd received a national award. I'm not boasting on myself. It has nothing to do with that. I'd received a few awards as, as uh, you know, in, in the field that I was in, and because I, I, I knew something about work, and it was something that was in, put in me. It was something instilled in me. You work hard. No matter, no matter what you put your hands to, you work hard. You're, you're diligent. You, you show up on time. You show up early. You, you do these things because this stuff matters. And um, so tonight, I'm, go, I'm going to go through this, but I, I, just, I, I want you guys to catch this tonight. You know, because success isn't, what I said earlier, success isn't about possessions. It's not my possessions. Luke 12, 15, I want, you to, I want you to trek with me tonight in scriptures because Jesus says this. Because if you ever hear somebody say, well, you know, it's all right to have stuff. You just, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with having stuff, but don't let stuff own you. Okay? Don't, don't let your possessions own you. Jesus said this in Luke 12, 15. He said, take heed. You guys with me? It says, take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. So a person's life isn't defined by what we own. A person's life can truly be defined by who we are in Christ. Who we, who we are in Christ. So we're not, we're not defined. We're not defined by, by the things we have. It's like what I said, you know, 
well, he drives a Cadillac Escalade. You know, that's, uh, he's, got, he's got a Mercedes, you, you know. And again, you, you have to get this in, in, your, in your mind because, see, you know, in our culture, we think that's what defines success. But if we'll begin to, to step over into the realm of, what's, of what Jesus sees success, man, that's when we begin to, that, that's when, you know, you'll have material things and they don't matter. You'll just give them away. You'll, you'll, you'll take those things and say, ah, I don't, it's not a big deal. I'll get rid of that. So, so praise God. Amen. You know, I heard somebody say the other day, you know, um, you know, they made the comment to me that, you know, I'm, I asked a guy, I said, you know, how you doing? And he said, yeah, living the dream. Is, is that a new saying or something? You know, living the dream with a, with a sour attitude. So I said, oh, hold up here. I said, I, I, let me hear about your dream. And he was like, he was like, uh, uh, he was stuck. I said, you told me you were living the dream. That's a positive thing, right? He's like, well, you know, and he didn't know how to answer me. And I, and I, cause I've heard people say that, you know, how's, how's your job going? Working at Walmart, living the dream. I, I'm going to tell you, it didn't matter wherever I was at. I, I was living the dream because I, I, I take my attitude to work. I take my positivity wherever I go. I take now, but see now I have a whole nother element. I have Christ. I take him wherever I go. Amen. So I am living the dream as a believer. I live the dream. Wednesday night, I'll go to Walmart. I'll see my friend. I'm living, living the dream that I get to go pray with him and minister to him. You know, I, I, it's because it's, it's who God created me to be. So I got a revelation, spirit of revelation. It comes into me. I am living the dream. So when I asked that boy, I said, living the dream. I said, whoa, come back here. Tell me about it. And he was stumped. He was, it was over at the tire shop. I've done this twice now. And uh, he was over at the tire shop. He was like, well, you know, I've been here all day changing tires. I said, aren't you thankful you got a job? And he just stopped, and he looked at me and said, yeah, I guess I am. I said, praise God. And he, he just like, he, and then he's like, yeah, praise God. <laughs> you know, he, he, he didn't know what to say. But, but, but please understand, your, your success as a believer, you know, there's so many things that we have to watch, and I'll, I'll further move down into that here in a little bit. You know, I... Your life, your life as a believer, you know, please understand this tonight. It's, it's, it, as a believer and as a Christian, your, your, your life in Christ, you know, once you cultivate that relationship, once you begin to grow in the things of God, you know, that, that's what defines who you are. You know, the, the world no longer defines who you are. You, you know, you're no longer defined by, well, I'm a business owner or, or I'm, I'm this or that. I want people to see me as, as, as a child of God, as a Christian, as a believer. Amen? That, that's what matters to me. I'm not defined by how much I have or how much I possess. Amen? I, you know, I, I'm not defined by that. I'm defined by the Christ in me. Amen? As a believer. And once we, once we, once we, but see, see, that's the thing. Once we begin to obtain that. You know, I, I remember Dr. Rodney, you know, Pastor Brandon, I, here's a nugget for you. You know, I, I could remember the time that, you know, I, I called Dr. Rodney, got through. I mean, it's pretty crazy. It's not somebody you just speed dial, right? But can I have lunch with you? You know, is there a possibility to have lunch? And he agreed to meet us for lunch, and it was like just kind of really cool, you know. And, and I remember the time that we, we sat down, and we just we had lunch with him and, him and uh, Pastor Adonica and... Uh, I think Ray was there. The Hussein's, I, there was a couple other people. And then Zane, Zane was there because Zane wanted to be a part of the lunch meeting. My, Zane, Zane's like, I won't say a word, I promise. I just want to, I just want, Dad, can I please sit in the meeting? I just, I won't, I promise I won't say a word. I won't fidget with anything. I'll just sit and listen, you know, that. Because, you know, Zane, Zane loved the anointing at an early age. He just, anywhere, you're going to meet Dr. Morocco, can, can I go? I won't say a word. I'll, I'll sit on the outlying area, you know. So, and I remember that when we were sitting with Dr. Rodney, and we're sitting with a man that's very successful. And, and, and as in the way of ministry, I have very little say. I mean, like, I'm still trying to figure, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a lot. I'm still trying to figure out a lot. Praise Jesus. So, I, as we're sitting at the table, you know, we begin to just ask a few questions. And as we ask a few questions, he began to speak. And you know what? There's the, there, there, there was the, the wisdom 
the wisdom of somebody that had been in ministry for 35 years, 37, 40 years, and it's just like you're just taking it in. And, you know, he was saying things to us, you know, you know, your family, your family. He said, first and foremost, he said, it's your family. Never leave your family, leave your family behind. What were some of the other things he said? Do you remember? I mean, I, I, I wrote them down. I, any big thing that stuck out? I always remember that was a big thing that stuck out to me. You know, don't, 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 don't forsake your family at the altar. You know, um, make sure your family's saved. Everybody else's bonus. I'll, I'll never forget that statement. You know, it's like, wow, that's, that's good. Because, you know, you know, we're in Hana, we're plowing, you know. And, and sometimes you think, Where, where's our kids? Where's our kids, you know? Where's our, and not that we were losing them because they were with us, but, but I know some of you guys that knew us when we were younger, like, no, nah, they probably did lose their kids. But, but in Hana, it was okay because they were with the other kids. So, however, that was a, that was a bet for many of us. They're, they're going to lose their kids. I mean, April's raising her hand, so... Um, but, and it, you know, it was just something, it was that moment that I had, that we had with him, that we were able to draw. We, we were able to draw from somebody that had been successful, and he's giving you a nugget. And I'm going to tell you tonight that when you, when you want to be successful in an area in your life, I'm telling you, if you want to be a painter, meet with the best painters in your region and in your area. If you want to drive truck, meet with the best truck drivers. If you want to run a food truck, find out who's doing it. Find out how much money they make. Find, if, you, uh, if you want to install windows, find out, find out, find out. Amen? Whatever you want to pursue in life, put yourself around that. You know, it, it's the one thing that I, I believe that as a believer, that if you will set yourself up to ask questions... I don't care at whatever age you're at, if you'll set yourself up to ask questions and, and you know, to ask questions. Because I, I realized with Dr. Ryan, I have nothing to say. Nothing. I, 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 you know, when I met Dave Ramsey, I've got nothing to say. Nothing. I'm in debt. I'm, I'm coming to your headquarters to learn. I, I you know, I, I did this and I did that and, you know, I, I'm, I'm working my way up the ladder. I'm on, I'm on baby step number three. You know, he's got $20 million in the bank, and he's paying cash for a headquarters. You know, I'm not, we're not going into debt. We're making a payment till we can pay it off in full. I'm like, this is like a $10 million building, you know. Um, anyway, so, so when you get around people that are in an area, I, I, wherever you may work, whatever you may do, ask questions, amen? Ask, ask, ask those questions. It's so important. How? How do you do this? How did you get to here? You know, what, what are the steps necessary? Amen? These things are so important. I just wanted to stop and pause there real quick. Amen. It's 10 after. Amen, amen. You know, just to go back to Jeremiah 29, 11. See, I, for I know the thoughts that I, that I think towards you. I'm going to tell you, that's a revelation. The revelation of the word is that God is thinking good things for you. He's not thinking a life of destruction and a life of hardship and how tough it's going to be. Amen. That, that doesn't mean we don't. Doesn't mean we don't. Well, you know, you don't have any trials, Pastor Brad. Yeah, I have them. <laughs> Count it all joy, my brother. <laughs> Sometimes that's what I have to do. I have to laugh. You know, there's, you just got, sometimes you, just, you rejoice in knowing that whatever the trial, whatever the tribulation is, you know, my destiny is sealed already by the king. That, that my life here, you know, it, it, you know, every day that the Lord gives me is a bonus, amen? Because, you know, eternity is my home. That's what, that's what I know. However, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to utilize this time to be as successful as a believer as, as I can be. To share the gospel, to get the good news out, amen? <laughs> to teach people, to train people. <laughs> Praise God. You know, Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord, what does, what does it do? The blessing of the Lord makes, makes one rich. And it adds no sorrow to it. So when I read Jeremiah 29, 11, I attach myself to what the Word's saying. You know, for I know the plans I have for you. Okay, the plan of God is, is to bless you. And He's not going to add sorrow to it. Now, is there an enemy to your faith? Yes. I'm not going to hang around talking about the enemy tonight. But he, there's an enemy to your faith. To, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come. 
to give you life and life more abundantly. So, you know, we can, you know, sometimes you know, people can get into, well, you know, I'm just, I'm not successful because, you know, you know, my parents didn't give me money when I, when I, you know, my parents didn't pay for my college when I went, you know, you know, all my buddies, you know, they were getting their college paid for. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. It was simple for me. My dad said, you know, they had a grocery store. We got married, you know, at the, at the latter part of my college. My dad said, son, I'll help you however I can help you. Uh, I, don't have, I don't have money to give you a full ride to college. Your mom and I didn't plan. That's, that's the conversation with my dad. My, we didn't plan for that. I never thought you wanted to go to college anyway. I just figured you'd go to work. I mean, that, and then, you know, that was the conversation with my dad. It was just very real. And, you know, nobody in my family went to school. So out of, out of 38 grandkids, three, three of them went to college. And the only reason I went to college was because I got a, t- a two-year scholarship. To, to, I applied for it. My guidance counselor, it's such a great moment in school history. You know, my senior year, I walk into, the guidance counselor calls me to his office. I just assumed I was in trouble. Can't imagine that. And I, I go in, he says, you're available for a scholarship. He said, you want to fill out this paperwork? He said, really, all you can do is sign right here. I was like, yeah, okay. Signed it, and I never thought anything about it. The day they were handing out scholarships, I was on the golf course. Smart people get scholarships. People like me don't get scholarships. That, that was, you know, I'm going to go to work. And then my dad found out I got a scholarship. and said, well, you better go to school, I reckon. You know, that's, that was conversation like with my dad. You know, well, I guess you should do that. So, so I, ended up, I ended up with a two-year scholarship, and that kind of put me on a pathway in, in education. Then I realized how much I had really not paid attention in high school. Another, another story for another day. But I'm going somewhere tonight. Just bear with me. But it, it was at that moment that, you know, I realized that becoming successful was determined by me. It had to, you know, there, there was a determination that I had to choose. You know, I, I worked 40 hours a week and went to school 16 and 18 hours every semester. One semester I carried 20-some 20, 20 hours, and I worked a full-time job. I was happy with Bs, Cs, to be honest with you. Every once in a while I pull an A, you know, but... I was happy getting a degree. I graduated with like a 2.8. Praise Jesus. I was, I was happy with that, you know. I work full time. It's, I'm not trying to boast on myself tonight, but I, I'm just, I want you guys to see that you can determine in your, in, in your walk as a believer. You can determine as an individual. I'm going to choose to be successful in life. And, and I, on the other side of that, once you begin to put God on the other side, man, every, everything shifts. Because now God comes alongside. Because, see, I started getting the scriptures. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Oh, he's talking to me. You know, my Lord is a blesser, you know. He, he, he wants to bless me. He adds no sorrow to it. I'm finding out what the king says about me now. The spirit of revelation. You begin to walk into the revelation of what the word, the word of God says. When I said earlier, you know, the wealth of the wicked stored up for the righteous, I believe that. And so, you know, my, my job is to preach and, and for people to, to see that, that we, that we walk into that realm, amen? Not hope one day we'll get there when we're 70, amen? That we walk in it now, praise Jesus. Amen. I'm going to say this, success is not an accident. Take your Bibles, go to Genesis 39. I just want to show one, one piece of this out of, out of scriptures, Genesis Chapter 39, success is not an accident. You have to seize opportunities in life. Genesis 39, verses 2 and 3, then I'll drop down to 5 and 6. It says, the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. And he was in the house of the master and, and the Egyptian, uh, the Egyptian. And his master saw the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did prosper in his hands. So it was from that time he had made him overseer of the house and all they did had. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus he left all that, uh, all that he had in Joseph's hand and did not know what he had except from the bread which he ate. And it goes on to say, and it talks about the story that, you know, Joseph was a handsome man. And uh, we understand that, that Joseph was placed in a 
was placed in a trial. But I, I want you to catch this, that it says that, that he was a successful man. And you're going to go down through the story, and you're going to see that, you know, Joseph was tempted by Potiphar's wife. And, uh, you know, she thought he was a handsome man. And, and so she made advancement at, 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 you, know, at, you know, at Joseph. But Joseph made one comment, and I, and I believe this is the thing about, uh, about being, being successful as a believer and as a Christian. Please understand, you can live holy. You can live, under, you can live by the standards of the Word of God. You see, Joseph says this. He says, how can I? You know, when she made that advancement, Joseph said this. He said, how? How can I sin against my God? How can I sin against my God? So what it did was it put him on a plane of elevation right then and there. That I'm going to choose to serve God no matter what. No matter the circumstance. And of course he gets thrown into prison. He gets thrown into prison. So I want you to understand that success is not an accident. Now you think, well Joseph's life, he was in jail for some time. He was. But he never quit believing God. And, 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 you know, and that has to be our story as a, as a believer. Because when a trial or, or something happens in someone's life, you know, it, it's like you know, it, the, the sad part sometimes is it will take somebody completely out. You know, you know nobody in here can think about being in prison for 10 years, right? I, who would want to be in prison for 10 years? But see, Joseph, he, he had determined in his heart, it doesn't matter. I, how could I sin against my God? We know Joseph was a dreamer. We know that he had, he, he, he had had a dream. Please hear me tonight. Dream. Dream. Make plans. You're, nev you're never too old to, to stop making plans and, 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 stop, you know, to, and stop believing for the things of God. Amen? See, you know, success is it's a predictable thing. When you, when you honor God and when you love God, success can be a predictable thing in your life. Blessing will follow you. Amen? You know, people can have a hard, they can have a hard time with that. Because, you know, see, what happens is we can get caught up, well, the, the trials. Does anybody know any Christians in here that are suffering? We, we all do, right? We know, some, we know people that are going through stuff. They're battling stuff. And God's saying, look, I have a plan for you. I have a plan for you. You know, I think about, I think about when they're crossing the, the promised land. A land flowing with, with milk and honey. Amen. A land flowing. I have a plan for you. And so you, you make a determination in your heart and in your mind. I, I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose to pick up what the word of God says. And I, I'm going to tell you, you'll shine for Jesus. You'll shine for Jesus. Amen. <sighs> Praise God. 1 John 5, 4. Go there real quick. I'm going to give you three points, and I'm going to, be, I'm going to close this out in like five to ten minutes. Three, three quick points here. 1 John 5. For whatever, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And that is the victory that overcame the world. Our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. I'm going to tell you tonight, as, as, as a Christian, believe the word. Attach yourself to the word. Believe It's a weapon. Amen. The weapon of the word of God. Know the promises of God for your life. Know the promises of God that, that, that they're yes and amen. Amen. <laughs> no, no, know that. No. Stand on the word. Amen. You know, I remember a time when Miranda, I mean, you know, she never told me. Um, the Lord had called her into a fast. And um, she, she had come home from a church service on a Sunday night and she'd found a, she'd found a lump on her breast. And... Uh, and uh, it was two days prior to, the Lord was calling her into a fast. And, and I, I, I noticed Miranda wasn't eating. She said, I'm just fasting. You know, I'm fasting. She never said anything to me because, you know, I probably would have been like, what's going on? You know, I, you know my, my faith's been built up over the years. Your faith will build you. You know, you'll build and you'll, you'll grow in faith. And, uh, and she never felt to say anything. And I think it was the third day after you'd been praying and fasting, uh, the, the lump disappeared. 
And, uh, you know, it, you know it, it's, it's, it's standing on the word. Halama had the same thing, you know, stood, stood on the word. And she took communion every day, three days in a row, four days in a row. See, there's a recipe. The word, the, the word, the word will work. So, you know, I, I, you've got to, you got to, to be successful as a Christian, work the word of God. Work the word of God into your life. How, how often, Pastor? As much as you can. You know, I think about it. If you pray, if you have the freedom to pray in the Holy Ghost, pray, pray as often as you can in the Holy Spirit. Amen. You stir it up. You stir up faith inside. You stir up the, the Spirit of God. Seize, seize those opportunities. Amen. Amen. You know, don't see, your, don't see you, yourself failing in your life. Don't see yourself, you know, as a failure. See yourself as a winner. Does anybody, anybody in here like, like losing? I mean, honestly. Does anybody, you know. But can, can I tell you this, though? Because watch this. Because, see, sometimes we can just get comfortable. Well, it doesn't really matter if I win or lose. Everybody gets a trophy at the end of the year. Right? I mean, you know, we can just, we can get into that mindset. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We all, we all get participation trophies. They're all the same size. Not when I played. If you were, the, you, you were the champion team, your trophy was bigger than everybody else's. You know that you won. I mean, you know, I remember you know, some trophies. I, you know, I had trophies in my house that my brother and I had won over the years. The, the, these, some of these trophies were like this big. And, you know, and it's like you know, we won. You know, it wasn't like, you know, everybody had one this big, you know. Determine. Determine in your heart. Determine today I'm going to be a winner and I'm going, I'm going to be successful. Amen. I, is this all right tonight? This is kind of like a, a midweek lift, right? I, you know, because I feel like sometimes we got to come in and we got to come in and have our batteries charged. So don't see yourself failing. See yourself. I, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. Hallelujah. Man, so much here. I'm going. I told you I'd five to ten minutes. Number two. Uh, and you got, you got to catch this because, number two, you want to be successful as a believer and as a Christian. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So you have to understand what comes out of your mouth is vitally important to, to how successful you become. Because, it, because if your speech doesn't line up with, with faith, if your speech doesn't line up with where you're going, if your speech doesn't line up with I'm a winner. If your speech lines up, I'm a loser. You know, you're 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 gonna you're gonna look like you know you're gonna look like that guy, the caveman, that third caveman from the the, the back, just always hunched over, and you know that's what you're gonna look. You know, because because you have to determine, you have to determine your speech, bringing your speech under the discipline of faith, bringing your speech under the discipline of faith. No, this is where this is where I'm headed. This is where this is where I'm going. When someone says, "Well, you know," well, no, I don't know. I, I don't know. I choose not to. I choose not to drift there. I choose not to 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 look at it like everybody else. These are these are challenges in life because you know believers, non-believers. You know I, I take it a lot easier from people that don't know, people that that are non-believers, people that might drop cuss words in front of me. I don't. I'm not there correcting them. You know you shouldn't cuss. You shouldn't. And if it's in front of my wife or something, you know I have I've had said things before, but. But I, I'm, I'm not just coming out of the gates just busting on people. But, you know, you, you ever watch and listen to people? Because if they're ne negative Nancy, there's no Nancy in here today, night, praise Jesus. If, if they're, you're negative whatever, right, you, you know, it's like you got to stay away from that. you got to choose to stay away from that. You can get sucked into so many things that pull you away from being a success in anything. Anything, because, you know, well, you know did you hear? The buh, 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 buh. How dangerous is gossip? Oh, my lands. It's a poison. It's bitter. It's, it's so bitter. It, 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 it will cause distractions, and it will pull you away from being, being what God has called. For I go back to Jeremiah 29, for I know the plans I have for you. Amen? I've, I, I've given you a purpose. I, I've given you a destiny. I've given you a hope. I've given you a future. That's my Jesus. He's looking out for me. Your neighbor that's calling to complain, they're not looking out for you, amen? So you got to watch the bait. Talking about the bait, you can't take the bait. 
So death and life are in the power of the tongue. So, so please understand, your speech is so important, and it will determine how far you go in life in, in so many areas. You know, it's like I, <laughs> those nuggets in life that, I, that, I, that I've received from great men, mentors, or, or somebody like that. I, it, I'm not trying to, to, to word up them or talking about all the wonderful things I've done. I mean, I, I still, you know, it's, you know, I'll sit with people, you know, Pastor Brian, who, who's over our region, you know, he's been pastoring for 35 years. I've been doing it for 12. I don't, I don't tell him how to run his church. I have questions for him. You know, he's, he's been ministering for a long time, you know. So, I, 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 so you get yourself around people that, you know, you, you get yourself around people that, that are, that are going to impart those things into you. Amen. So it's important that you speak. What you speak, uh, what you speak is so important. <sighs> Don't see yourself failing. And the third one, um, you, you got to take action. If you're gonna you're gonna be successful in life, you, you gotta you gotta be willing to take action. You gotta you gotta be willing to move. You gotta be willing to to move into whatever you know. You guys, listen. I'll be honest with you. It's like this property. When I felt the spirit of God, listen. I'm telling you, you can feel the spirit of God come on you for 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 the the faith for something. I'm telling you, you could you could just feel it. I mean, and it's like you know that. Nobody's going to stand in my way. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter what the world says. doesn't matter what people say. This is on me. This faith is on me. It's going to work. You know, and, I'll, and I'll say this because it gets to a place where, you know, I realized that, you know, when I was learning that possessions weren't, possessions didn't define me. And I learned that when we went into the missions field and God said, go buy this lady a car. I don't want to buy her a car. What you have doesn't belong to you. You're my servant. Okay, I'll buy her a $3,000 car. No, buy her an $8,000. I don't want to buy her an $8,000 car. $8,000 just coming out of my budget. Jesus, I don't, you know, do you trust me? Do you trust me? So it's like, you know, I, I, you park this over here, and you, and you begin to say, okay, I'm, I'm just going to trust the Lord. I'm, you know, I'm all in. Amen. You can be an all-in Christian. Praise Jesus. You can be all in for Jesus. Amen. <sighs> Is there opposition? Yeah. You go in all for Jesus. I could tell you stories about kids that, you know, had, you know, $100,000 college funds and they decide to go to Bible school and parents said, well, you can't go to Bible school. We're not paying for that. We're paying for your education. I, I could tell you story after story. I'm going to send somebody, you know, I got to be careful. God is your source. God will make you successful. You know, I, I wrote it down today, and I, I, I believe, I, you know, and I honestly believe this. I believe that somebody could take, I need, might need to just test this theory. I believe somebody could take five or $10,000, and I think if they took that and they got an I think you can take $100 with an idea from the Lord, but I think if you, if you could take $5,000, and I, I'll just use this as an example. You went out and bought a hot, hot dog cart. I think in 10 years you could be a millionaire in this town. And people don't think that way. Really? Yeah, I, I think if you were willing to work it, you were willing to do it, you were, you were willing, a hot dog stamp, yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, you could make some money. The, the markup on a hot dog is a really, I, I'm just telling you. The, the, but do, do, you, do you understand? It's all about are, are you willing to, to be determined? Are you willing to, to take that step? I'm not defined by money. See, uh, see what, what I plan to do with money, we're going to build a church. Amen? We're going to build a nice church. We're going to build a place where people can flow in. Amen? And then once people flow in, you know, we're going to raise people up and send them out and plant other churches. Amen? Amen? You know, David Oedepo, you know what, what's his goal? A, a church every five miles or seven miles? Something like that. So why can't the church dream this way? Why can't we think this way? You know, you know, people, I've already, I've already heard it, you know, just already. You're building a church in this economy. Your interest rates are high. You know, how, how are you going to afford that? 
No. Um, it, it, the Lord, I'm, I'm trusting him, right? I'm, I'm trusting him. And, and you're going to hear, you're go, you'll hear those things your whole life. Amen. Take positive action. Take positive action. You, listen, I'll say this around taking action. You've got to be disciplined. When you're stepping out in faith, you, you've got to be disciplined. You've got, to, you, you've got to determine to be disciplined. Don't waver. Don't waver. You've got to, you've got to determine to be disciplined. You know, when I, you know I, the first thing Miranda and I did when we went into the missions field, and I honestly, we, we were stretched so much in faith early on in our, our, our faith walk when we, when we made the decision. The first thing we did, we sowed $10,000. We planted a seed of $10,000. Now, people, you think, honestly, it, it seemed pretty crazy for me. I, I mean, because, you know, we were given, we were paying our tithe and all that. And it was like, you know what, we're sowing a seed of faith to go into the missions field. And we, and we sowed a seed of ten grand. And I'm telling you, it was the biggest seed we'd ever sowed. And uh, it was like, you know, it, you know it, it, on the front end, it, it hurt. I mean, because it's like, but I need, I, I'm a missionary. I need money. <laughs> but the, when the Lord spoke that, he said, you know, sow this seed, plant this seed, and I can look over a five-year period. We didn't want, we didn't need, and, you know, and we give, and we give. And I, I don't know how much we give those five years. It's supernatural. You can go back and look at it. I mean, I minister really how much Martha talk about this year. Supernatural giving released upon them. I you know how that brings a that brings such a joy to me when 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 people say, you know what, I'm, I'm doing more this year than I did the previous year. I'm going to do more the next year. I, and and you know, supernatural, you know, God open open the windows of heaven. Amen. Amen. He will cause you to be successful. He will cause you to be successful. His word will cause you to be successful. Grab a hold of his word. His word. You know, Joseph, Joseph never left, he never left God. His heart was attached to the king. How can I do this against my father? How can I do this against my heavenly God? So th there's a standard. God's calling us to a standard. I'm, I'm going to live holy. I'm going to live according to the word. I'm going to do these things. And blessing's going to overtake me. Blessing's going to flow from me. Amen. I'm going to be a blesser of people. Amen. You know, I read Isaiah 58, you know, the restorer of the breach. Cities that have been inhabited and desolate. Father, that they would come along and be built up. That's how I feel about Fairmont. You know, this city of freedom thing, it's getting in my spirit. That, you know, you know, I'm, you know they're building new buildings over by the mall. I just, I thank Jesus. You know, God, thank you, Father. You know, but, but this is what I'm saying. Where are the Christian businesses? Where are the Christian owners? Where, where are they at? Amen. So there, there's got to be a fire lit. Because, see, you know, I know what many of you would do as Christian business owners. You would give, you would hire Christians. You, 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 you catching this? You're not working for somebody. You're bringing people in. You're training them. You're, you're putting godly values in them. Amen. Amen. Christian companies. Christian clothing companies, Christian coffee shops. Who wants to pay $6 for a lousy cup of coffee from Starbucks? I, I'm serious. And get your picture taken at Starbucks and get a coffee mug from Carbuck, Starbucks, Carbucks, whatever it is, from 50, from 50 different states. I, I don't. Go, go support your local coffee shop. Christian coffee shop. I don't know, I don't know if there's one here, but praise there needs to be. You know. You're a believer, you know, and you're working for a heathen company. Learn what you can learn and take that and go apply it, and, and you go make that money, amen? That, that's in my spirit. I, I just, you already start a business? We're going to have to start another business. Yeah, I know you are. You are starting a business, amen? She's starting a school if anybody doesn't know, so. I guess I'm going to start a couple businesses. Praise Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to come back. We'll be like, let's, let's launch this, launch that. But are you catching this tonight? Is anybody catching this tonight? You know what you got to do, though? Make, make a plan, okay? You can't just go, well, you know, that check's going to be there next week. Because yeah, a lot of times people will try to make their plans, uh, you know, based upon their taxes. 
Don't wait on your three or four or five thousand dollar tax refund to come in to, to you know because you, you've already spent that twelve times over. Don't don't do that. Don't wait for that. That make a plan now. I'm going to save. You know, Miranda started. You know, it's funny because we've we've done a lot of things over the last year. I mean, supernatural things, giving, and just a lot of crazy stuff. And and um, and we started saving cash. We're saving cash for a car. And I made a comment throughout that. I said, "How much is in the car fund?" And she was like, "She told me." I was like. Praise God. It's like, where's that coming from? I, you know, and she's been working with our budget. Budget. If you don't tell your money what to do, you're going to spend it all, and you, you, you won't have anything. You'll, you'll blow through it. If you don't budget. Nugget. Nugget. If you don't make a plan for what you have, you're never gonna, you'll never have enough, and, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll never save. So you, you have to save. It's like what Dave Ramsey said. It's going to rain. I said I'd close in 10 minutes. You know, because he, he's like, you, you got, you know, people used to have, the older people would have a rainy day fund, right? They would save money because one of these times it's, it's going to rain. You're gonna, the car's going to break down. You're going to need an alternator. You're going to need tires. You, you got to save. Be saver. Be a saver. Amen. So when something hits, boom, there, there it is. Amen. I'm closing. But determine determine in you this is where i'm going i'm making i'm I, I, you know vision 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 has a direction and it, you know the, please understand in this house i i, I want to see it flowing out of this house amen that's my prayer my prayer for this for this for the for this church and, and family is is to see things flowing out of it you know, we get this property over here. Wouldn't it be great to have five, five of our own food trucks in our church prospering over there? That, you know, for lunch, people don't go to McDonald's. They, they, go, to, they go to King's Court for food. Guys, are you hearing it? Are, are you, do, do, can you see it? What, what, does it you know, what does it take? What does it take? It, it's going to take a diligence. It's going to take a determination. It's going to take you saying, I choose and I want to be successful. It's going to take you, you know, it's like I told Zephan today. You know, you know, we were just talking vaguely. I said, you know, where do you want to be? Do you want to stay in a job where, you know, you know you've got 18 to 20 bucks an hour right now? Praise God, that's great money for your age. But, you know, where, where do you cap out at? And, and do, is this where you see yourself long term? Do you, do you, do you see yourself going further? I, and I told him that, I said, Zeph and I said, when we were in Hana, I said, it was like, you know, I, I, we, needed, we needed income coming in. And, you know, so we would pray, God would give us an idea. And we were already cutting grass. That was one aspect of, of a business. And I rem- I'll never forget, do you wash windows? I'm like, no, no, I, I, I can't even, I would hate to wash somebody's windows. My mom used to make me do that, and I would spit on them, and I would, you know, just I, rag smears all over the windows. I hated it. I hated washing windows. And then the lady said, well, you know, I used to have somebody come in and wash our windows, and, you know, I pay about $800. Yeah, I wash windows. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. How much, do you, how much do you need done? Well, I need the whole house done. Jealousies. And, you know, she said, it, you know, it takes, you know, probably five, six hours. You know, we pay about $800. Yeah, I, I, we wash windows. So next thing I know, we're, we got a, wish, a window washing business. Jesse took one job. I think I left him a job. That was, what, an hour? And it paid, what, 75 bucks? 45 minutes. See, he got it down. He so you got 150 out of that job, and it took, what, an hour? Yeah. So you, you, got, you, guys, you guys see God can cause things to rain down on you. You know, the pressure washer, do you have, you know, hey, I remember, you know, I need my roof pressure washer. Do, do you do anything like that? No, I don't want, I don't want to. But it was like, I, I, you know, it was like, I said, let me call you back. I called Lowe's, made a phone call, found a pressure washer. It was $800. He said, uh, he said, how much would you charge? I said, $1,500. He said, no problem, do the job. I was like, okay, I just landed a deal here. I just made $600 on a phone call. Now I got to drive out and get the pressure washer, and uh, and then we got to do the roof. But see, God can work that way, and you know what happened? Even in that in that realm, what happened was we begin to give more. God allowed us to sow more. You know, it's it's like people miss that. You know, why do you need more money? It's so that I can give more. 
It's so that I can, I can be a blessing more. I'm just happy where I'm at. I'm not happy where I'm at. I'm going higher. Amen. Amen. You know, who in here would love to put a million dollars in the offering? I would. Amen. So, so I, I mean, you know, who, you know, you know, I'm challenged by our pastor. I'm closing. I'm done. I'm challenged by Dr. Morocco. You know, I was talking to him at the beginning of this year. We're talking about this and through this whole process of building and doing all this. And he's, he's like, you know, Pastor Brad, he said, I give more last year than I've ever given. I believe in the Lord to give even more this year. And, you know, we sowed $285,000. He's, he's on a fixed salary for the church. And so he believes just like we believe. Amen. He said, I, I sowed 285000 He said, you know, my pastors in this church are our greatest givers. He said, I don't know how they do it. And he, you know, he thanked, he thanked Miranda and I for giving. He said, our ministers and our pastors in this church are our greatest givers. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. And, he, you know, I remember driving down the road with Pastor Bracken last year. It was put, been about a year ago this time as they were finalizing, getting ready to close things up on that church to get it, get it open. And he, he, he looked at me and said, Pastor, I said, I'm believing. He said, let's pray. He said, I'm believing. I'm believing for seed. I'm believing for seed. He said, because I, I, we got this I'm, maybe a year and a half. He said, I'm believing for seed. And, and le- wasn't even 30 minutes later, he got a phone call. Somebody, somebody said, hey, Pastor Bracken, I'm, I'm sending you $20,000. It's yours to do with, you, do with what you want. He's praying for seed to sow into the church. You know, it wasn't like the $20,000 wasn't going to be used for a car. He was believing the Lord for seed to sow into the building. And he was, I mean, he was just ecstatic. He was rejoicing. I was believing the Lord for seed. And he said, you know what's interesting? He says, because the flesh man, right? So the flesh man's like, well, somebody wants to give you $20,000 when, when you're praying for seed. We know I could do with whatever this $20,000 I want to do. I could buy the new truck. I could do this. But, of course, it went, into the, it went into the church building. So, Amen. God is good. Let's stand. Let's stand. Amen. I, just, I, I felt tonight just to come in and just encourage you. Amen. I, I hope you're not. Nobody's deflated, right? This is, this is good stuff. I believe that. God wants us to be successful. He wants you to be successful. Get a dream. Get a vision. Get a plan. Stick with your plan. Stick with your, stay with your plan. Stay with your plan, amen? God wants to bless you. He wants to multiply you. If you don't have a plan, get one. Get a plan. You know, if you fall off the plan, guess what? Get back on the plan. <laughs> it's kind of like dieting, right? Off again, on again. It's like the gym, right? You, you just get back on it. Don't beat yourself up. That's, the de- that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to come in and thump you on the head. Well, you know, you just did that again. You know, so-and-so called, and you kind of went into that conversation with him. You know, you're just like them. You, no, just don't do it next time. Just quit. Get back, get back, get back on it. See how graceful God is? Man, I, I love the Lord. He's so good. He's so good. But when you get his word in you, and I, I believe that's the shift in my life, is that once I begin to see the promises of the Lord are yes and amen. And what he has for me, he wants me to prosper. He wants me to move forward. I, I, I don't quit thinking about that. You know, I made the comment one time, you could put me in a helicopter, throw me out, drop me off somewhere. I'm going to make it. That's the determination that I have. I'm going to make it. it what, if, what if they drop you off? In the, I'm going to make it somehow, some way. Amen? I, that, you just, you, you, you have that kind of drive. You have that kind of, I'm going to make it. Amen? Teach your kids this too. They're going to make it. They're going to be winners. Teach your children. You're going, they're going, to, you're going to be a winner. Pray over them. You're going to be a winner. You're going to win at this thing called life. Your life's not going to look like everybody else's. Well, you know, so-and-so, you know, this, this, you know. No, my, you know, your life's going to look different. You prophesy. You pray over them. Amen. Praise God. I'm done. Anybody need prayer tonight? This is kind of a crazy way to close, but anybody need prayer tonight for anything personally? Amen, all good. You have anything? <laughs> you got five minutes, quick, come on. I told him we were closing. I'm Jesse, I'm, I'm closing, so, yeah, I don't know. I just think people get into a rut sometimes of, of living the day-to-day and not stopping and 
just thinking and daring to dream and allowing your mind to go there because we we just immediately shut it off and go no that's impossible no I, I can't see no I don't want to I don't want to believe for that and be disappointed and we we get into a rut of every day this is just where I'm at this is what I do this is where I work and and we say things like someday 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 but the thing is we're not pattering pat pattern that's probably not even a word putting putting a we're not breaking the cycle of saying you know what I gotta stop and reroute I gotta stop and rethink this because if I don't then I just continue to go down the same path staying in the same place and not changing anything and and many times people are waiting for the you know when I get that when I get well I can't go there because I don't have this yet and I don't have that you know so many times I can say every time that we we stepped out in faith whether it was uh, the business the, the the daycare preschool business the stepping into the mission field launching the school like every time you know there was a big step it was it was one moment at a time and it was just daring to go there it was daring to allow your mind to believe and to go there with what God had given you to do and instead of saying someday someday and it was okay I'm gonna put my feet on the ground and I'm gonna begin to walk this out what's the first step okay I got to do some research Okay, then that's where I begin. I begin with research. Okay, I got to get a hold of this paper because this paper is, is the initial application for XYZ. So I got to do that. Oh, I have to answer to this department, this department, this department. So I've got to call them and get the information. I've got to begin to, to, to look at where. Oh, let's drive around the county. Let's figure out where. Let's find the building. Oh, could it be that one? Well, that one might be okay, but I don't know. Let's go over this way. And you figure it out along the way as you're taking step by step by step. Instead of sitting at home just saying someday, someday when I have 50,000, someday when I have the resources, someday when it all lines up and it looks right. So it's like you have to take the steps and you have to just begin to believe that it's going to happen and it's going to be there as I take the steps and I walk this out in faith and God's going to line it up and God did every single time. And don't and don't do this, you know, 80% of businesses fail. Not my business. I, I'm serious because see, you know, we you well, you know, everybody you're gonna fail. You're gonna fail. Guys, anything you do, you're going to hear that. You're going to hear somebody say, well, you're going to fail. You know, you're going to, you're going to nosedive. You're going to fail. You, no, not my business. Not my business. Not this plan. It's a God plan. It's a God idea. Amen. You know why? Because I'm going to give. I'm going to give out of this business. I'm going to grow. I'm going to, I'm going to sow my seed to missionaries. I'm going to, I'm going to line my business up with the word of God. Think about the heathens that line their, that don't line their business up with God. They're, they're, and many of them are blessed. I'm telling you, there's going to be a shift in this house, and I believe that God's going to begin to to speak things to people, and you're going to have you're going to have to run with it. You're going to have to run with the idea God gives you. I'm going to pray that over. I'm telling you, I'm going to individually begin to pray over you, over this house, and over people in this house. I, I'm going to pray that, and you're going to get you're going to get frustrated. Some of you. I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I mean you're going to be like, oh, man, I just. I'm not supposed to be working here anymore. I'm supposed to be doing this. It's because Pastor Brad's praying. You guys hear me? I, it's because I'm praying that you that you get your you, you get in gear. That you get, you know, you get this thing going. Amen. That God's put in your heart to do. Get it going. Amen. Get her done. I sound like hick there, didn't I? I this topic is these things are so dear to us. I mean, because you know it, it attaches the business. I'm gonna we're gonna do I'm gonna do a business leadership thing soon too because it we've got to we got to have that shift. We got to have that shift here. Amen. I'm telling you, if you can take five thousand dollars and go, and I'm I'm telling you, 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 I dare somebody to try me on that. Go go buy a hot dog cart and you watch God not prosper you in this community. I know you're I'm not doing it Miranda I'll buy the hot dogs so but I, I'm telling you you you'd have the best hot dog stand east of the Mississippi praise Jesus Andy Law would like that wouldn't he so praise God let's close in prayer Just close.
Father, I pray for every individual in here tonight. Lord, as things maybe have been stirred in their spirit, I pray, Lord, that, that you would just give them the, the, just lay things out before them as they close their eyes and they begin to, to dream and begin to think, begin to envision in faith. Father, that, that you're giving them everything step by step, Father, that they see the, the, the vision before them, just as Abraham was went and walked the land and God told him to look, look up and look to the east, the south, the west, the north and look and begin to envision what you're going to have, what your descendants are going to have. And I pray, Father, that as they do, that faith is increased in their life and they begin to walk the land. They begin to walk it out, Father, and they, they begin to buy the cattle and drill the wells. And Lord, that every person is diligent and there's a determination in them that does not back down and they say no not me when the world comes and tries to, to talk them out of it or if another Christian tries to talk them out of it they say that's not my story that this is where I'm going and I pray father that they you, you raise them up to be influencers you raise them up to have influence in the community that they're in and I thank you Lord that you're going you're gonna to use them to bring other people they're going to they're going to have people working for them and sowing into them father we thank you lord that their children's children shall be blessed because of the decisions they begin to make tonight in jesus name we pray amen